So, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good podcast. Lavelle, Rose up the middle, looking, cutting, shooting, go! The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Absolutely brilliant from Liverpool, and for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start, a controversial start. And it's advantage to the Reds. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. D. Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales and Chula Vista. Also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is great to be a guy. Darren, it is a Friday morning. A pleasure to see you as we are getting ready to roll into the weekend. Darren is preparing to do a... Very popular radio show in San Diego. I am preparing to play video games all day. So we get ready for the weekend, and here we go. Hello, Darren. Hello, Jordan. Congratulations to you, by the way. Uh, Speaking about very popular radio shows and video games, I did hear a very familiar voice on the trailer for MLB The Show. Was that Jordan Carruth, that voice that we heard for anybody saw that posted on social media this week? Um, no one recognized that voice. Zero people recognized it. But if you happen to see the cover of Shohei Otani uh, this week, that was very exciting to announce with the game. If you find, if you go back and you look at the trailer that was posted, and maybe go to the eight second mark, you might you might recognize a voice in that trailer. Anyway, let's move That's on. That's not, not the true point. at all. That very popular radio show that you just <laughs> mentioned played that a couple of times to its oh, uh, expanded audience to say, "Hey, everybody, listen. You guys always wonder what happened to Jordan Carruth. Well, here he is." Here He's he now is. doing voiceover work for MLB The Show. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's. Uh, we have some news to talk about this week that impacts the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, so we will get into that. Also, the U.S. Men's National Team played uh, some pretty important matches since the last time you and I did this podcast. So we have a lot to talk about. Let's start with the news that was announced earlier this week by San Diego Loyal, a brand new podcast starting this year. As we say goodbye to Match Day Live, that is no more. We will no longer host the pre- and post-match show for SD Loyal from the field at home games and from whatever bar we happen to be at or whatever brewery for away games. So that is no longer. Instead, uh, what we're going to do is produce a 30-minute show every single week that, quite frankly, is going to be a lot better than Match Day Live. So... That's uh, that's the news. That was the news that was announced this week. It's a podcast that's already started. Darren, we'll we'll ask everyone to subscribe to that podcast. Listen, if you like the unnamed soccer podcast, I guarantee you you're going to enjoy the always loyal podcast. So for those listening now, I recommend I ask you, please subscribe to the always loyal podcast. Find it all the similar places. You'll find this one. It's going to be fun. That's going to be 100% focused on loyal. We're always going to be talking about loyal on the always loyal podcast. Hmm, That makes a lot of sense. That is appropriately named. By the way, congratulations. It's been however many years for us not having a name for a soccer podcast. And finally, we have a name for a soccer podcast. So that's really, really good news. It's a little bit uncomfortable. I agree with you. It's a little bittersweet. I mean, I really, really loved the time doing Match Day Live for the two seasons that we did it being around a live sporting event, getting to interact with players, getting to see what's going on here before the match, during the match, halftime, after the match, and trying to deliver that to people who who aren't there. Second season, a little bit different than that first season, right? Because the first season we had no fans. They were the ghost games because of the pandemic. Second season, a little bit different. 
But, you know, I agree with you. This is going to be better. It's going to be the same sort of structural concept in that we're trying to take you behind the scenes of what's going on with the club. We've, we've loved our relationship with them. We continue to think about ways that we can improve upon that. And I'm with you putting us back in our natural environment, in our natural habitat where you and I get to sit here and just look at each other and talk into microphones, podcast a little bit. This is, this is our natural habitat. You know, match day live was, was terrific. We established, I thought great relationships, so many fantastic memories from that show, the Buena Vesa social club, all of it, you know, drinking stone and tequila shots with Alejandro Guido you know, and a lot of that I think is going to continue just in a different capacity for us. Mm-hmm. We're still going to be around it, still going to be around Torero, looking forward to a couple of away trips. Mm-hmm. But this is just an opportunity for us already through the first episode. I mean, I like, you know, what a great conversation we had with the chairman, Andrew Vasiliadis, who's got a fantastic story. Some of the stuff that we have coming out for the second episode, third episode, some of the ideas that we're workshopping between Jordan and myself and, and Ricardo Campos and Travis. People are going to love it. You know, if you love the Unnamed Soccer podcast, but you always hated that part where Jordan talked about Chelsea and I talked about Barcelona, well, then this is, <laughs> this is, this is going to be the podcast for you. Right. No Tottenham jokes, I guess, on the Always Loyal podcast. That's going to be tough. That's going to be a discipline. I don't know how we're going to resist. We'll have to do it much more uh, subliminally, I suppose, than, than we I'm will. Have to, like have a soundbite or something yeah. where I just stop myself from actually saying something about how are we going to work okay. in underpants to the always loyal podcast i don't, I don't know. know that's going to be a challenge but we'll We're see if we can to, figure that out it's up to ricardo to sign cr7 i guess if he I wants guess. the underpants reference but yeah that i thought it was some pretty big news what it means for the unnamed podcast unnamed soccer podcast i would imagine that we won't talk as much loyal. I mean, clearly we're talking about it now, but we're talking about the news that was just announced. If we're doing a weekly show about loyal, it will allow us to talk more international U.S. men's national team as well. Premier League, La Liga, travels, the fun stuff, you know? So we'll keep you posted on that. Clearly it's going to impact it, but we want you to subscribe to both. Yeah. I mean, this is our local club. And, yeah. you know, I think that that's important. And I think that that deserves. I hope people are excited focus. that we're doing the podcast. I think they are. I think the club, we talk about how much we love our relationship with the club. I think the club likes their relationship with us. So I hope they're so. bringing us well, back for the podcast. And, and we kind of touched on this in the trailer and maybe early on in episode one, you're, you're somewhat limited doing a pre and a post-match show to talk about very specific things. You're talking about the game that just happened. So I'm excited for the chance to talk about stuff off the field as well, which you can do. And Darren gets a chance to do with his radio show a little bit more than I do. But from like my perspective, my only opportunity to really talk to those guys was like, all right, what happened on the match? And here's what's coming up on the match. Now I can, now I feel like we could really tell the story. And quite frankly, Darren, um, match day live had a lot of moving parts to it. There was a lot that went into that. And bluntly, I have way more control of a situation like this. And I love that. And that helps me. And I think that's going to help the show. I mean, we could never have the kind of conversation that we've already had with Andrew Vasiliadis on Match Day Live. It's just, you know, it's not structurally possible for us to do that sort of stuff. For us, you know, to to have the serious conversation about the budget, for him to talk a little bit about what was going on this offseason, for him to talk about all the stuff related to how you build a roster, the style of play, Landon Donovan potentially leaving, right? Like he gave us great detail on that. And then also to pivot to a bunch of fun stuff about asking Andrew some rapid fire questions, go listen to it. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's just not, 
it wasn't a platform to Jordan's point that we could really do on match day live. Not that, you know, that that's not important. Everybody's got pre and post game shows. And, you know, at some point I'm sure that, that, you know, that format will return, but I agree with you in terms of range, in terms of us showing a little bit of depth personality, not just getting wrapped up in, Hey, what are the standings and who's in the starting 11? Like this just gives us a ton of freedom to talk about the club as a whole, not just match day. Think about the name. It's called Match Day Live. It's about match day. Mm-hmm. And of course, like that's important. You know, these are broadcasts. So, you know, we understand. But this is now the Always Loyal podcast, which just gives us freedom to take a lot of unique angles that people I think are really going to like. Right. Okay. So that's the news this week. That's how it impacts. If anyone has any questions about it, I guess reach out to us. I, I yeah. think we've done a good job explaining. Yeah. Um, I did we're see... not going after anybody, by the way. We're not trying to like get in anybody's space. You know, we're actually taking a little bit away from our own podcast here, but we're not like kind of. Yeah. We I, I, are, I are taking a lot away from our own yeah. podcast by doing this. Let's yeah. be very honest about that. Yes. You know, this This was pretty much, you know, this since, cuts since directly we started... into what we've done eight, starting eight years ago. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, and this is the thing that, that we always thought about with this podcast wasn't just talking about Chelsea and Barca, but also, you know, talking about a local club. Right. So now that we actually have that, it does, you know, it will change this podcast for sure. But like, we're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to take away from anybody from any other podcast from the locals or anybody else, nothing to do with it. You know, it's, it's just us transforming what was match day live into where we're going here. I, you know, I haven't seen a ton of, you know, I, I don't want to overreact to, you know, anybody talking about club propaganda, PR, things like that. Absolutely not. It's the same stuff we were doing. It's just in a different format that will be much more convenient for people to consume it than having to be there 30 minutes before the game and for 30 minutes after the game. Yeah. Um, if anyone thinks it's like club PR stuff, go listen to the first interview we did and tell me <laughs> that's club PR stuff because I right. could promise you that's not. Tell me you're finding that with any other club, whether it's soccer, baseball, NFL, you're not. So go listen to that interview and you tell me that's just fluff because I'm, I'm here to tell you it's not. Maybe it takes away loyal coverage from the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, but by doing that, maybe the Unnamed Soccer Podcast kind of gets back to its roots a little bit. We talked a lot about Club Tijuana for a long time. We got away from that with SD yeah. Loyal. Um, so maybe having the opportunity to really dive in to Liga MX, touch on Chelsea, Barcelona, talk about our trips down to TJ because hopefully those will start coming here very soon. Um, maybe the unnamed soccer podcast kind of gets back to its roots in that sense. So I I think it's good. I think it's good news. I did see one complaint that like, Oh, another local soccer podcast. Like, yeah, coverage is good. I think, I think that's a good sign. Um, I think really there's like the real outlets you would rely on typically to, to cover teams aren't doing it. And so it really stands out when there's a bunch of podcasts doing it. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, especially like you said, for us to be able to focus on this podcast, it's a World Cup cycle. You know, like we're going to be talking about World Cup qualifying here in a mere moment. We're going to be talking about that a lot over the next couple of months. We're going to be talking about everything going on over the summer. We're going to be talking about San Diego Wave Football Club. We're going to be Club Tijuana. Like there's there's a lot happening. So to be able to take this as a singular focus, direct your attention over there. And then for us, to be able to banter back and forth with everything else going on. It's a really, really busy 2022. So yeah, I, I think, I think this will benefit, you know, whatever it is that you tune into this podcast for certainly what you tune into that podcast for, because let's be honest, some people might tune in and go, dude, I I love this podcast, but I don't really care about that. So, so there's that. Mm -hmm. And then this will be the rest of everything that, that we got covered here, including some World Cup qualifying. 
I think it's good. I think it's very, very good. Okay, so uh, let's touch on the U.S. men's national team. Darren, the last time we talked about the U.S., you were asking for seven points out of nine. Mm. Uh, We didn't necessarily care how they got to seven. We just wanted them to get to seven. They did not. They came up short of seven. They got six. Felt like they kind of punted that Canada game and uh, focused on the two. I'm still in. Here's here's what I learned from that cycle. I learned that this next cycle is going to be... I'm so nervous. Like I am not that confident going into these final three games. This was supposed to be the easy cycle. I know Canada is not easy. That's not my point, but compared to what's coming up next in the next three games, that's more difficult. I don't feel great. I think we could still make the world cup and we're obviously in a good, good position. Like, I guess I would sign up for this. If you asked me before we started world cup qualifying, I, I wouldn't love it, but I think it would be like, all right, like you're telling me I can actually have this. I'm in a playoff spot going in. Like, I guess I take that, but I don't feel great. I would not be shocked at all if we missed the World Cup again. Whoa. Hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> it's a little early in the morning for that kind of talk. Hey. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's, I mean, I'm not saying we're missing the World Cup. It's not like that kind of conversation, but I know certain I people it. are very confident about those performances. I am not one of them. I'm um, not either. <laughs> so. But, you know, I also think we're talking about getting ready to play like really, really good teams for the opportunity to get into the World Cup. And we're I don't know. We've been in in places historically that have been an absolute nightmare for the U.S. men's national team to go ahead and try to play. Right. Throws out Honduras. Good job. Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) right. I mean, we gave like a couple of Honduran players hypothermia just so we can get through to get to this point. Uh, Landon Donovan had such an interesting point about that. He's like, I don't feel bad for anybody after what the U.S. has been through having to go to Honduras and having to go to Panama and go to Mexico. I don't feel bad for anybody. And he's right about that. Yes, he has a point. I, but here's the thing. I don't know how playing in sub-zero weather in Minneapolis actually benefited the United States. I get how it impacted Honduras, but I don't think it was to the benefit of the U.S. When you go and play in 90-degree temperatures, in 90% humidity, people from Honduras or Costa Rica or Mexico at altitude, they're used to that. Their players are used to that. Our players seem to hate this, even though the performance was, was a good one that resulted in three points and a three nil win. But at any rate, the window to me uh, lost you know, Canada went nine out of nine, Mexico went seven out of nine, Costa Rica picked up seven out of nine. So, you know, we went six out of nine Panama. I suppose that would be the good news. I think they only picked up three out of nine. So in terms of what's immediately in your rear view mirror, you know, maybe that doesn't appear to be as threatening, but you know, Costa Rica is still on the schedule at Costa Rica. It goes at Mexico home, Panama in Orlando and at Costa Rica. Are you shocked That's, if we get three points? Well, never we won might, in Mexico in World Cup qualifying. Never won get, in Costa Rica during World Cup We might World get two or three points in that stretch. So all the eggs are going to be in the basket of beating Panama. Now, the flip side is when you look at it, Mexico also hasn't beaten the U.S. in World Cup qualifying in over a decade. And this doesn't appear to be... Well, they're, it sounds like they're due. <laughs> yeah, especially with three straight, right? You know, having one dos a zero in Columbus or Cincinnati earlier in the qualifying window, also having won the nation's league, having won the gold cup, you know, three straight. Is that going to be four? Who knows? But it's, it's, you know, we have friends who cover L3. They don't seem all that impressed. They were talking about firing Tata Martino, right? Had they lost their last match of the window. So, you know, things there don't appear to be great either. Very nerve wracking. all around. Totally. And maybe, 
maybe what we need to do to get into the world cup this year is we need Mexico to have a down qualifying cycle and we need to freeze out Honduras. And maybe that's just like what you need to do to get in. But what I was kind of hoping for four years later, after missing out on the world cup is we weren't worrying. Like we were actually making progress with this team. It was taking the next step. I don't feel like we've taken, I don't know. I, maybe I'm overreacting, but I know going into the next three, I don't feel great. I was hoping we would have more progress than we've already had. And you know what? If it gets us into the World Cup, that Mexico happens to be off its game at the right time for us and weather conditions break our way and maybe some other scenarios work out, maybe that's what it takes. And maybe that's just kind of who we are and what we are. And that's what it takes for us to get into a World Cup at this point. But man, I wish it was, I wish we were better than this. Mm. Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's also part of the, you know, the, the the mental aspect of watching this so like there's a couple different things i think about when i'm watching number one is how are we doing in this one like how are we doing in this game against el salvador and columbus how are we doing in this one against canada pretty terrible performance the one against honduras you know much better but you know given the environment but here's the well then you start thinking about like well what about this window like what does this mean in this window and then it's like well how are we going to do against brazil yeah exactly (laughs) Like, like we're (laughs) That's my thing. And like, okay, so you beat Honduras. You started Jordan Morris over Christian Pulisic. And maybe that can be explained and it makes sense. But to me, what that means is we haven't made enough fucking progress there where Pulisic is the clear guy who's going to dominate. We're in a position where Jordan Morris starts over him. And maybe it was the right call. And maybe it worked out in that scenario. But you know what? Like, we shouldn't even be in that situation at this point. Like, we should not be in a spot where fucking Morris is starting over Pulisic in a must-win qualifier with now three matches to go. And it worked out. So, yay. But, like, we shouldn't be going through this, you know? Like, it yeah. should be better. It should be better than this. Yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't feel like we're, we're all going, what was that starting 11? And I realize that's probably what happens to every manager, whether it's at the club level or the international level. But like, it, it feels like we should be beyond that. Like, you shouldn't mm-hmm. have Hercules Gomez and, uh, you know, <clears throat> Football America's going, Whatever happened to Ricardo Pepe? Like, wasn't the U.S.'s leading scorer? What does he have to do to get a start? And why isn't he starting in the first two matches of this window? What's the story here with Greg Berhalter? You know, and he can't – I understand he cannot win in some people's eyes. And he's getting crushed even for the Bush League stuff, taking the pictures during the match. What the hell is that? But, you know, that said, there's also, like, legitimate questions being asked of Greg Berhalter, who had the the audacity to say after the Canada match (laughs) – Man, that's as great as we can't play any better than we played there. Like, dude, I watched the game. He got bullied all over the field. What are you talking about? So, you know, yes, for some people, it's just, it's never, it's never going to be Greg Berhalter. They're never, you know, they they will reluctantly give him whatever credit they feel like he's due Mm. and they'll pounce on him the second that there's any sort of slip up whatsoever. It feels like we're squeezing water out of a rock. Yeah, but it's still like, and we should be like doing, I thought we would be somewhat of a gem by now, but yeah, I thought we'd be better. We are just, we're relying on others to not be as good and yeah. we're having to do weird things. And that's where say, it is. Though, maybe it know, works and maybe that's what it is, but it's, I wish it was better. I will say, you know, just to, to take one positive here. Cause I, I don't know that the window is, you know, calamitous. Yeah, no, I, I mean, a little bit more. I think we're closer to world cup qualification, but you know, it's, it's just, it's a very, this next window is not easy, time. man. It is not at Mexico home, Panama, where you're putting all of your eggs and then we could easily go loss, loss there. Two places we've never won historically. Hopefully history changes. I will say, though, on a positive note, watching Luca De La Torre, 
I haven't had a lot of experience watching uh, former Tory Pines high school soccer player who now plays uh, in the Netherlands. I, I haven't seen a ton of them. He started, I think he went 90 plus against Honduras in those conditions. Not easy to try to impress a manager who's been reluctant to include you. But I thought he held up pretty well. I thought that was, you know, one of the positives from this window. I thought he played pretty well. Yes. Maybe I feel like I was just putting on a brave face for a while. And now like I'm not as brave anymore as we're going into that final window coming. Was up. it losing to a goalkeeper wearing sweatpants? Is that what did it for you? And then having him mock the U S and say that they're, they're fearful of us. They're scared of us. Canada. Where did Canada come from? It's more than I was expecting. If you asked me like four years ago, this is, this is where we're at. I don't know. Luca De La Torre. That is a positive. Yeah. What a great, was really good. I thought he played pretty well. I thought we had, you know, good midfield play. I mean, that continues to, 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 to impress lots of questions in a lot of other areas, but feel good about that depth. Didn't take long for Pulisic to score. No, and I'm sure that's good news for you on a couple different levels, isn't it? Yeah, that's good for all of us. Watch the U.S. go and just like win, win, win. Just destroy everyone in that final group. And Burhalter is just flipping everyone off. Right. I don't think that's what's going to happen. He'll be taking selfies at the Azteca during the match. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Like, I I hope I'm misreading this, but. Anybody go? I know we got two wins, but we played the last place team and the second last place, second to last place team. So I'm not exactly coming away like, wow. Yeah. And look at this. Bring on Brazil. Bring on Germany. Give us Italy. Give us France. Like, yeah. Yeah. We had to go north of the wall to play Honduras. All right. Anything else we should get to? (laughs) The wildlings were in the stands for that one. (laughs) I'm going to go play the show for a while. All right. Uh, I'm good. I'm good on that. We'll be back. Unnamed Soccer Podcast lives for those that were wondering if we were just never going to do this again. Definitely not dead. Okay. Anything else? We're good, right? I'm, I'm good. Subscribe. Always Loyal Podcast. Did we get a Bundesliga report? Tim Stoops. I did not get one in my email. So if you got, if you sent it and I just don't remember, I'm sorry, but I don't By think way, you sent one this week. I might also go dig up an old Bundes, Bundesliga report to find out what was going on with Dortmund when they had Usman Dembele mm. and uh, Obama Yang, since yeah. they're now reunited at Barcelona a couple of years later. I want to no, go back good. in time and, and see what that connection was like between those two players when they were at Dortmund, since now they're, they're both at Barca, although I'm not sure Dembele is ever going to play again. One of my favorite things, it's not my favorite thing about the Bundesliga reports. My favorite thing is Tim Stoops. But a small thing that I love, a good touch, is we haven't changed those questions one time. He's been at been answering the same three questions about the Bundesliga for years. And that the questions still apply perfectly. They're not outdated. Is Bayern still in first? Is going to be a question forever. And he's answered it the same way basically every single week. <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes. And we get our updates with the Americans. We find out who the leading scorer is. What's so the name of that trophy? The la 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 trophy. <laughs> I think you got it. You've been working that, on your German. Good job. Yeah. Did that buffer? I think I, I think my screen started to buffer. I hope that came out okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Enjoy your weekend, Darren. Go do a radio show. All right. Barça Atletico Madrid, Sunday morning, 7.15. Peace.